And I looked and I beheld a pale horse and the name that sat on him was Death. And Liquid Flannel followed with him. Hey everybody, from Arlington, Texas, I am Matthew Hodges. Joining me in Omaha, Nebraska is my friend and co-host Brendan Williams. Brendan, hello. Hey everybody, welcome to PlagueCast, (laughs) the only post-apocalypse podcast. I'm just projecting that it'll be, surely one of these episodes that we release will have, the apocalypse will have happened in the intervening days oh yeah and you know that we're going to post through the entire thing i mean that is that's the era we live in now yeah i think there is actually kind of a plague going on right now and it's that things have gotten really tough in the past week for particularly white men and of course i'm talking about paul ryan's car getting eaten by woodchucks what his his car yeah so uh this story just came out today that paul ryan's i I think they had a an expedition or something like that and they left it parked over the winter and a bunch of woodchucks decided to like make that their winter home so they crawled into the thing and ate all the wires and stuff and the thing is like totaled because they just destroyed everything but Uh, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy i'm sure he'll get like a fema replacement or something like that (laughs) right from somebody i'm sure he's he i heard he knows some people they're gonna petition the epa to lower standards for like varmint hunting and stuff like this so that people can just sit out on their patio and snipe whatever animals are getting anywhere close to their vehicles yeah they're gonna do one of those programs where they're like these varmints are taking over like we're putting a (laughs) government bounty on any of these varmints if you bring in woodchuck pelts or and then people farm them oh yeah it's great i'm picturing one of those like cold war animated newsreel sort of things where (laughs) they they talk about like vincent varmint wants to come (laughs) in and like destroy your american way of life this is my favorite paul ryan story from this week they tried to pass a bill in the senate which was like, we don't like Trump's tariffs. Like, at first the bill was going to be stop Trump's tariffs, but then they were like, how about we just say... Congress actually doing its fucking job and saying... And then they were like, how about instead of that, like, I don't know if we can pass a bill that actually accomplishes something. That's a big ask. How about we just pass a meaningless bill that says, we just don't like this. And people were like, oh, sure, I'll sign on for that. It passed the Senate. (laughs) Like, it was like, it really easy. Like, two people voted against it or something. And so then they go to Paul Ryan and they say like, hey, what's the status on on this tariff bill? You know, a lot of Republicans even are saying, don't like these tariffs. This is a bad idea. It's hurting red states. You know, are you going to move this tariff bill along that the Senate passed? And he's like, well, you know, I, I, I feel for him, but... Even if we did pass it in the House, you know, which we could if we wanted to, (laughs) Trump wouldn't sign it. So what's the point of passing it? Because Trump wouldn't sign it anyway. That's the point of a fucking concurrent resolution, though. You pass it in Congress explicitly. I mean, it's almost never used for any reason other than to kind of censure the president. Right. And the whole purpose of the thing is... that it's opposing Trump. Like, that's the entire reason that the bill exists, is to just say, we don't like this thing that Trump is doing, and he should know that we don't like it, and we're going to put, you know, our words down and say, we don't like this. But also, the second thing is, if you actually do get the bill passed, and you do send it to Trump, and he does veto it, then you can override his veto. That's Congress's job, again. If you get a two-thirds majority in the House... You can override the president's veto, (laughs) which they probably could do because enough people actually agree that these tariffs are idiotic. But he just pretends like, you know, nothing. My hands are tied here. So when's my last day again? I got to got to go get a new car. It's this completely screwed up situation you've got right now where, I mean, the tariffs, this entire trade war thing. I mean, we're looking at this from, again, a Great Plains perspective. We're looking at corn farmers and soybean farmers who are going to be directly affected by this trade war that's going on. And in fact, I think it was just reported in the past few days that the positives and negatives, the the pluses and minuses for Trump have shifted a lot in the past like month. It was like 58 percent approve, 29 percent disapprove to like 50 percent approve and 49 percent disapprove. Uh, So you've got people, these elected representatives from states that are being directly affected by this. It's their livelihoods at stake. And you also have these elected representatives who are voted in by those same people 
Except they need to be, like, cozy with the president because the Republican Party is 100% the party of Trump at this point. Do I represent my voters or do I stick with the president? I think you're totally right. I mean, if they had that many votes for and almost no votes against, I'm sure they could override any kind of veto, even though the thing is just a it's just a show of support. It, it doesn't it's not even a binding resolution. It's, it's completely meaningless and they can't even bring themselves to do the completely meaningless thing that they decided was the best that they could do. And they can't even weakly do that. Like, it's right. so pathetic. Like, I, there's no one to hold these people accountable, right? Because they don't talk to anybody who's not sympathetic to them. They go on, they do press conferences where they just get to talk. No one gets to, to challenge them. They can yeah. just go on and say like, well, you know, we, we thought about it, but we decided not to. And they go, okay, well, thanks. Thanks for the information. <laughs> and, and no one says like, you are not doing your job. You said this. You said the tariffs were bad. You had your chance to do something about it. And you wussed out. And there's, there's no one to hold them accountable. And no one seems to care because they just point over and say like, well, look over there. They yelled at a guy in a restaurant like they're the real enemies over there. Right. Like, don't don't ask me about the farm bill or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, it totally is. And it also it also makes me really disgusted at the Democrats. Right. Because oh, for sure. their whole plan, apparently, for this midterm election is to talk about how they're not Trump. But they're focusing on this civility and democratic norms bullshit that literally nobody cares about anymore, except for these like West Wing cosplayers and people who are still in shock from 2016, where what they could be doing is being the party of not being for Trump by calling out these representatives who say they're in favor of their constituents. And then when the president does something that goes against their livelihoods that's going to materially affect their lives, why aren't the Democrats coming in and saying, like, look, this person's a liar. Vote for our guy instead. Like, he's he's not only opposed to liars, but he's opposed to this specific thing that's hurting you. But they don't want to do that. They want to talk about Nancy Pelosi's going to go on fucking Saturday Night Live in the next couple of months, and it's going to be just... <laughs> it's it's going to be like when Wayne Gretzky went on there. It's just going to be the most... Like Richard Nixon on Laugh-In or something like oh, that. Yeah. It's going to be... Just depressingly bad. Yeah, they they can't get the bat off their shoulder when the Republican Party wants to throw them so many awesome pitches straight over the plate and they just can't get the bat off their shoulder. Theoretically, these dudes are going to have to go out there and, and campaign. And it's just going to be really interesting to see how they thread this needle because they know that they can't defend Trump. They can't defend their support for him. They can't defend his policies. All they can do is just say, well, hey, Democrats are communists that want open borders. Right. And, you know, MS-13 is going to murder your family <laughs> unless right. you elect me so that I can just do whatever Trump tells me to do. Like, that's their message. And I just don't think it's a receptive message. And the most challenging thing is these people know that that message is freaking horrible, but they have no other choice because what else can they do? And yeah. so it's going to be really hard for anybody with a conscience who's a Republican out there in Congress, which is, you know, already a, a sinking <laughs> number of people to go out there and repeatedly try to sustain this campaign while they know that they can't run on anything of substance. Well, I think that's a perfect transition then if we want to talk about the Republican outrage machine and how they know they're not running on anything of substance. So what we have to do is peddle conspiracy theories and just straight up scaremongering and racism all the time. Let's talk about this. Uh, what's his name? Peter Strozak? Strozak? I, I, I thought it was like Strozak, but it's like stro Stroke? St stroke. Stroke. I guess it's how it's pronounced. I like Zardos. No, wait, was it Strzok <laughs> or whatever? Uh, was in. He's the uh, FBI agent who apparently sent some text messages to some other FBI agent that he was doinking on the side. Matt, you're clearly misinformed. He's the king of the deep state. Oh, the Mad King, <laughs> ruling over the deep state. You know, with his secret power. 
Right. The king of hearts pulling all the strings within the deep state. This is probably what's going to unravel the entire QAnon conspiracy. Pizzagate is probably tied up in this, I'm sure. Anyway, apparently sent a few text messages during the 2016 campaign where it was like, eh, Trump's never going to get elected. He's a buffoon. Um, He got pulled up in front of Congress today to answer for these texts for some reason do do you do you know why so here's the narrative from the republicans right so devin nunez got these texts like illegally leaked them to show that like look the fbi was colluding against trump from the inside you know it's all an inside job the whole investigation is rigged there's nothing to russia but these guys just cooked it up because they hate trump so much but they're so bad at it. Trump got elected anyway, but it doesn't matter because they're still somehow, you know, working to like unelect him right. through the Russia investigation, which is all just fake. So, well, that's Umberto Eco's uh, ur fascism, right? That like your opponents are always both unstoppably powerful and completely incompetent. So, like, they're a threat. But we beat them all the time. But they're still a threat. But somehow the proof that they have is, yeah, there's some random text messages that he sent to his mistress just say, I don't like Trump. Trump's terrible. You know, can you believe this? He's never going to get elected. This is horrible. I can't believe he's even running. You know, stuff like that, which they claim this is proof that he's undermining Trump from within the FBI. The whole FBI is yeah, rigged against FBI him. the FBI is rigged against him. Never mind that we also know that a bunch of the Comey shit in the run-up to the election got leaked to the New York FBI field office, and all of those people were 100% in favor of Trump and were promoting that stuff and it's completely ridiculous. And, well, right. uh, we, and I think this guy, like, he's also was part of the Hillary Clinton email investigation, right? So he's not out there being like, well, Hillary's the, the best. You know, he's like, he's like, this is terrible. Like, this is two right. terrible choices or whatever. But yeah. somehow when somebody weakly questions, is Trump a good president? Immediately, it's like, well, they can't even they're they're so biased that they can't even just continue to do their job. They need yeah. to be fired. But yet the people who investigate Democrats and like the people who did Hillary Clinton's investigations and stuff at any point were people like, I think maybe some of these people didn't like Hillary Clinton to begin with. So <laughs> this whole investigation is completely invalid from the start. Like right. somehow it doesn't work both ways. I don't know why, what the difference is somehow. Well, I don't know. There was a wonderful piece of audio that came out, I think just today, because uh, we're recording this is July the 12th. We're recording about 8.45 uh, Central Time. And I think these hearings just wrapped up like an hour ago. Yeah, they were hours and hours today. And, and you can literally watch the entire thing. And it is just a nonstop cavalcade of farcical <laughs> reasoning where they're saying like, right. tell us the secrets of the Mueller investigation. And he's like, that's an ongoing investigation. And, and I can't tell you the inner workings of FBI investigation. I, I'm sorry. And they're right. like, see, this is proof. He's colluding against Trump. There's this great piece of audio I want to play here. A congressman, I don't remember his name offhand, but he confronts Peter Stroke on some emails that he 100% absolutely wrote. But Mr. Strozek, you're under oath. And my understanding is the big Republican beef in order to discredit you and discredit the FBI and thereby hopefully, from their point of view, undermine the Mueller investigation hinges on the fact that you sent out some indiscreet personal emails about your political views on the then-pending 2016 election. Is that correct? Sir, that's my understanding. All right. So you're under oath. I want you to say yes or no. The following email. Character matters. Donald Trump is obviously not going to win, but he can still make an honorable move, step aside, and let someone else try. Did you write that email? I don't believe I did. No, you didn't. Republican Senator Ben Sasse wrote that email. Another unforgivable sin. He should be here as well, apparently. My wife, Julia, and I, we have a 15-year-old daughter. Do you think I can look her in the eye and tell her that I endorse Donald Trump? When he acts like this and his apology, that was no apology. That was an apology for getting caught. I can't tell the good people of my state that I endorsed a person who acts like this. Was that you, Mr. Strozek? No, sir. No, it wasn't. It was Republican Jason Chaffetz, former chairman of my committee. 
So it sounds like when you were writing these emails in the heat of the campaign, you had a lot of good company on the Republican side of the aisle. I wonder what changed. Yeah, it's amazing that it's disqualifying to have those uh, anti-Trump texts out there. I mean, anybody with any of those anti-Trump statements should just resign immediately. Well, they're part of the deep state. Obviously. <laughs> clearly, I mean, clearly. All of these, all of these uh, Congress people, senators, state Congress people are apparently colluding with the Democrats, I guess. Somehow, the Democrats are so good at collusion that they got Trump elected. That's how good it was. Not like that Russia collusion <laughs> that didn't get Trump elected. I mean, yeah. that was a totally different, totally fake thing, I'm sure. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of a contrarian here. I think it's funny as hell that there's this career FBI cop who sent some indiscreet texts and was absolutely having an extramarital affair, and he's getting just dragged Based on all of that, I'm in favor of that because, frankly, between Peter Stroke and the New York field office, like it's clear that anybody in the FBI not only isn't on the side of regular Americans, they're just on the side of themselves, not even like some some speculative version of America that they're trying to defend. They're just trying to make things best for themselves. And I don't think this guy probably did anything, but also I kind of don't care because I think it's funny that we've got this career cop who's getting dragged up in front of Congress to answer for a bunch of embarrassing texts that he sends. The best culprit that they can find of like the anti-Trump, Donald Trump destroying deep state is like Republicans who are in law enforcement. Like those are the people who right. they're like, this is this is proof <laughs> that the government is rigged. Like, look at this right. cop who once said, like, I don't think Trump's going to do that great of a job. They're like, what more do you need? Clearly, <laughs> this is a this is a Democratic operation just to delegitimize the president. I watched these. And at first I was like, this is so depressing that this is what our government has come to that it's just like people dragging this guy up to just try to do a stunt to be like, this proves that Donald Trump is innocent. You know, how dare you, sir? You know, why won't you tell us anything because sure. the, of the law? You know, how dare you follow the law? You know, this is outrageous. And it would be sad if it amounted to anything. But it's 1000% yeah. completely meaningless, except for it's just blowing up in Republicans' faces because they look like freaking idiots. Yeah, totally. And it is nice that he was so poised and in charge of himself while he was up in front of this uh, right. this interview process. They, they've got to fall back on, I guess, uh, prosecuting Stormy Daniels for motorboating some <laughs> undercover cop in a strip club somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the most ridiculous thing, they arrest Stormy Daniels for stripping in Ohio, where <laughs> right. a apparently the law in Ohio <laughs> is <so> good. <laughs> if, a, if a stripper is stripping and a patron touches the stripper in any way, somehow the stripper's at fault. Like, that's the most ridiculous law that I could possibly imagine. Yeah, you didn't even take this where I thought you were going, because I, I thought you were going to mention that there's a carve out in that law. There's an exception if the person who's touching the exotic dancer or whatever is a family member. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. The stripper with the heart of gold just has to take her kids to work. <laughs> yeah, she's breastfeeding while while stripping, you know, it's you pay extra for that. Oh my god. But uh yeah, it, it is absolutely insane. And then they just later drop the charges. But apparently there was like three undercover cops in the strip club at the time that were like ready to pounce on on Stormy Daniels. So, right. I mean, clearly the law enforcement priorities of this country are, are on track, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it, it, it really does raise the question of how many hours did these cops spend just hanging around a strip club waiting for something like this to happen? You can always find these ridiculous news stories where cops go to court and they fight these laws that say, like, if you're a, a cop and you're like an undercover cop, 
that doesn't give you the right to break the law and like pay prostitutes, have sex with prostitutes, yeah. you know, buy drugs, use drugs, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, well, sure. no, we have we have to be able to do that. Unless somebody asks them if they're a cop, right? And then they have to be honest about it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the law. But yeah, they, they are always to say like, what do you mean we can't get paid your tax dollars to have sex with prostitutes? Like, right. That's my job. That's what, how dare you? Like, what do you mean? You you want to take that away? Oh, God. So, yeah, it's just another thing. It's like they just have cops who's like, oh, what are you doing today? Uh, your job is like, oh, I think I'll probably hang out in a strip club for like 12 yeah. hours. You know, just, yeah, it's a paycheck, you know, I'm, what you going to do? Vice, yeah, <laughs> yeah picturing the, there was some Flintstones dinosaur who worked on the Vice Squad, and he's <laughs> he's there, like, with girls rubbing up on him, and he's like, er, it's a living. <laughs> How are you going to well, do I think my favorite, my favorite little part of the whole thing was that uh, some 4chan twerp thought that he remembered maybe that somebody at some point on 4chan had pointed out that Stormy Daniels has a tattoo that implicates her in, I guess they're calling it Pedogate now, but Pizzagate. I mean, it's, it's just the oh, she extended... Has a, she has a Pizzagate tattoo? Yeah, like a Pizzagate tattoo. So uh, I, I want to uh, I want to take a little break here so that we can come back and talk about the actual Pizzagate that went down just over the past couple of days. Pizza Hut dares anyone to find a better pizza. Oh, really? Papa John just couldn't resist the challenge. He commissioned independent taste tests. Papa John's won big time. Maybe that's because our sauce is made with fresh-packed, vine-ripened tomatoes. Pizza Hut uses remanufactured paste. Anybody can claim to make a better pizza, but it's you, the consumer, who've decided. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John. Try our Papa's Choice. That's a large pizza with your choice of up to five toppings for just nine. Do you want me to talk about Gamergate? <laughs> you, you were so animated about it a second ago. Did yeah, you no, hear this new shit about... This. So over over the the Fourth of July holiday, uh, there was some some Twitter GamerGate drama. I can't where... believe they're still going. I thought they had moved on to like Comics Gate and Star Wars Gate and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I mean those are those are ongoing. But you know, respect the classics. You know, <laughs> respect your roots. You know, gotta take it back. The some, original some, civil rights movement, right? Gamergate. Some retro, you know, some retro gamergating, you know, going on. So this started off, you know, so innocently and escalated so quickly that most people didn't even realize it was happening until it was already done. And then looking back on it, people were like, I cannot believe that this occurred. So here's what went down. This woman named Jessica Price works as a writer for Guild Wars 2, okay. which is like a really old MMO. Oh, this is like that- arena net or something like that yes okay yes that's like the company that owns the 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 game okay yes i I do know i do know the the basic outline of the story but yeah go on so basically she was literally this was like literally on the fourth of july or like the weekend after the fourth of july or something like that and she was just like hey you know in my spare time i just love my job so much that you know i'm out here tweeting about you know, helping people like learn how I do my job and like how you how do you write for an MMO? Like it must be so hard when right. there's so much player choice and all that. And so, you know, she's, you know, right there just, you know, talking about it. And some rando dude replies to her and is like, well, you know, you say it's hard, but actually, you know, it's quite easy <laughs> if you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's you know? right. What's so, the uh, the joke is, you know, where does a where does a gamer or a men's rights activist get his water? From the uh, from a well, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so, yeah, basically, she's like, I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm a lady out here doing my game job. And some guy was like, well, clearly you're an idiot. Right. And, you know, you yeah. don't know what you're here's, talking here's about. Here's how you should do your job. Here's how I would do your job if I were you. Right. And so she basically just, like, replies to that guy and just says, like, I, I am so sick of this. Like, this is what it's like to be a woman in gaming every day. Like, you're out here trying to do a good thing, trying to, you know, talk about what you love. And people just blatantly disrespect you. She's like, if you're going to treat me like this, I'm going to block you. Um, yeah. And so then they were like, 
the Gamergate trolls sure. came out in full force and said, whoa, you know, a woman tried to, you know, say that, you know, why she hate the fans? You know, the fans are out there just trying to get a good game and she's just treating them like trash, you know? Well, she also so, she also committed this cardinal sin of calling him a, uh, I think the quote was something like rando jackass or something like that. Right, she called him a rando asshat. A rando asshat. Which, which yep. he was. He was. He was a total rando dude. Yep, he was a rando was and he an was asshat. being a fucking asshat. Absolutely. Right. And so... You know, immediately people were like, this person needs to get fired. Like, she needs to get fired immediately. And so they start, you know, digging through, trying to find any dirt they can yep. on her, emailing the company, saying, like, this person is abusing the fans online. Like, you need to act. You need to mm-hmm. do this now. Like, how can you allow this to happen? I'm canceling my account. I'm, You know, I want a refund. Even though all they this never stuff. fucking do that. I mean, you know they never fucking do that. <laughs> right, all the, all exactly. The people who, I've been talking about Star Wars for the past few weeks and none of these fanboys who were all up in arms like we need to rewrite the last jedi so that it doesn't have like women in it anymore uh, like they're still gonna go see the next movie they're gonna buy all the fucking action figures right absolutely and so uh what happened was that after they emailed and said like we need this person fired for talking on Twitter and like, you know, saying, saying that this guy should just, you know, shut up. They said, yeah, no, we agree. And yeah. she's, she's, she's fired. And she's been fired now. Yeah. Uh, and then they also fired another guy who was like, yeah, like this lady's right. Like people do treat women. Like I work with her yeah, that's right. and like no one ever treats me like this. It's totally ridiculous. Did, they fired that guy too. All he did was stick up for her online and say, no, she's right. This is how women get treated in this industry. Right. And so again, it's like they're so quick to just say like, oh, you know, one of our own employees, you know, I, I guess maybe she could have been nicer but like is that her job like this isn't like (laughs) no (laughs) that's the craziest thing is like the whole issue is that they could just fire her for whatever they feel like and she's like no one ever told me like hey watch it with the tweets like yeah you shouldn't be tweet like she's like if my company told me like you got to stop tweeting i'd be like oh okay i i guess i have to Cut back on the on the tweets or whatever. They they never said that. In fact, they encourage it, yeah. right? They yeah, say, sure. get out there, you know, spread it out, spread the love, well, yeah, tell they, everyone they how like great people. our game is, interact yeah. with the community. But they love people being out there and representing the brand and interacting with the fans and having even difficult discussions, you know? But apparently you call a guy a <laughs> rando <laughs> asshat and... Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just a prime example of two things right one of them is that because we're all now living in a right to work world where we don't have any actual workplace protections you can be fired for anything that you say online i can't believe that you do this podcast because i i don't know that the company that you work for would be super happy with you hanging out with a a socialist who's saying like no it's good that cops get the shit beat out of them in congress you know well it's a it's a good thing nobody listens right right yeah no it, it is actually probably good for us <laughs> that yeah, nobody no, listens it, to the show it's a it's a perfect point because literally this could happen to anyone yeah. i mean they take this one thing they abuse you to the point where you're like you know what fuck you pal and then they're like see yep. gotcha this person is a, a trash human because they just well, like i can't believe they just told me to f off like all i did was routinely harass them yeah. you know for for days no, on end absolutely how, right how dare absolutely they? right which leads into my second thing which is this is exactly how this harassment mob works so if they bait somebody into doing something that they can then bombard the employer with you know a form email saying like this person did this this sin and you need to fire them for that uh funny note about that somebody caught one of these uh like auto generated emails where it was it was from Gamergate it was like you know dear polygon or dear kotaku or whatever i've noticed a bias from and then it was like uh like hmo code it was like yeah. uh percent sign female name here or something like that 
<laughs> um, so they so they do this shit. They they find some small sin that they can harass people over and get them fired. And then if they if that person doesn't get fired, if the company actually looks at the thing and doesn't fire them over it, then that's just more ammunition for right. like the Gamergate harassment mob where they're like, uh, you know, we won here. You know, we got this person fired, this person almost always being a woman or a person of color. And if we didn't win, then we still win because it demonstrates the bias of this this terrible company. And we just need to harass their people more. Right. And it, it's funny. And my, I guess my favorite thing that came out of it is that once people started saying, like, I can't believe that this company did this. I can't believe they were so quick to just turn on one of their own loyal employees. Right for defending herself online uh you know this is just absolutely outrageous but it shows that it works right and so yeah. people were saying well you know the left gets all you know butthurt when <laughs> one of their people gets gets fired for being a jerk yeah. but they're totally fine with like people screaming at scott pruitt at a restaurant you know what a total double standard as if writing for an mmo and talking about it on twitter is the same as like destroying the environment, putting immigrants in concentration camps, Absolutely. you know, lying on a daily basis yep. to prop up Trump, you know, as if those are equivalent things. Somebody just doing their job, trying to write like a fantasy game and someone trying to destroy our government from within, you know, those people yeah. somehow have to be treated on a, a totally level playing field. As if, as if the reason that Scott Pruitt is resigning or whatever is, or, you know, that he should be fired is because <laughs> he was rude to people in a restaurant or whatever. Right. Like, that's yeah, totally no, he's, different. He's like, clearly just fleeing the scene before they actually bring him up on charges. Right. I mean, if the left was smart, I guess they would try to, like encourage scott pruitt to like punch you in the face in a restaurant and then be like scott pruitt punch me in the face you know he needs to be in jail or right. whatever uh but somehow they just don't have the guts yeah no, you know every- to go out there and get punched in the face yeah, for justice everybody wants to be out there james o'keefing it all the time well that kind of happened though uh not no not really i don't even want to frame it that way uh we, we were talking about we're talking about the alt-right we were talking about pizza in the last segment yeah we've got to talk about it's time what is his name it's pizza time yeah it's it's pizza time what's his name schnichter or something like schlichter schnichten who are we talking about what's this guy do papa john oh papa john what's his name i forgot about this already Oh, the Papa. You can't, oh, the poor Papa. You can't forget Papa John. J- Schnat- Schnatner? Sh- that's, a, that's a terrible that name. That is terrible. Schnatner? Yikes. Yeah, I think. It's, it's again, this dude in Schrock, they got like these huge <laughs> names with right. like two vowels in them or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, Papa John, the most racist guy, uh, like, on a conference call with his PR firm... Being like, whoa, Papa John, like, everybody thinks you're racist. You know, what are we going to do? And he's like, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I have some thoughts. I'm not I'm not even as close as racist as Robert E. Lee, who talked about owning <laughs> black people all the time. Right. So his yeah, his defense is like. Colonel Sanders was was racist. He said the N word all the time. Right. And everybody but he loved actually, him. But he actually says the N word on the, the call, right? The N word, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not falling for that trick. You got your journalist. You're just trying to set me up here. But yeah, he did that, and then he was like, "If you want to talk about racist, you know, when I was growing up in Indiana, you know, I knew people who used to like tie black people to cars and drag them until they were dead. Like, <laughs> right, I'm not right. that racist. Yeah. Like, it cut me a break here. You know, I just, <laughs> I just hate it when black people, you know, kneel at. at at football games. I can't even be that oh, racist now. Like, what's this world was, coming to? I forgot he was involved in all of that. He, like, took took a stand. Oh, yeah, that's how uh, that's how Papa John's Pizza ended up being the 
uh, what was it like the the, <laughs> the official pizza of the all what right? What was the official pizza of the all right? But it was also what was the the reception party pizza uh, reception party meal at like Jack Posobiec's wedding or something? <laughs> 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 or maybe it was the rehearsal dinner. I don't remember, but uh. yeah, he decided that. I mean, that's that's absolutely going to be a happy marriage right there. Like we're gonna we're gonna take one of our most special days, and I'm gonna make this political point with the shittiest pizza that's produced in the united states oh my god it it is like i accidentally i was recently on vacation staying in a hotel in st louis and we were like crap it's like seven o'clock and we didn't get anything to eat yet i'm starving and we were just like all right like open up that thing that they give you in hotels where it's like (laughs) here's the closest thing and it was like hey papa john's papa john's delivers to this room sure we yeah we have a deal with papa john's like 30 percent off if you call and tell them you're at the hotel and we're like okay fine yeah and it was terrible dude i mean it's it's starvation Domino's used to be bad and domino's is is pretty good now (laughs) yeah papa john's i I felt like papa john's used to be good i remember when Mm. it was new i was like this is this is not bad you get the jalapeno i think yeah you get that garlic sauce we were all all little kids when it was new though right i mean (laughs) because it's like that's it's the mildest most doughy like shit pizza and that's exactly (laughs) the kind of bullshit that little kids like to eat so maybe that was the thing. Maybe we just thought oh. it was good because we were young when it got introduced. It doesn't excuse our yeah. parents. <laughs> well, we didn't know. I mean, at the time, the the the, the pure racism of Papa <laughs> right. John was was not fully <laughs> unveiled. And I think it's also pretty ridiculous that his company now he's now like got fired when when he originally did the NFL outrage. He, they were just like, hey, Papa John, how's it going? And he was like, well, uh, pizza sales are down thanks to black people yeah. uh, because everyone hates the NFL. Right, and right. if they're not watching the NFL, then they're not buying pizza. <laughs> so, like, I'm not selling as much pizza. And they're like, do you have any, like, evidence to back that up? And he was like, uh... I'm going to talk to you later. Oh, yeah, uh, and then, uh, like, other other pizza restaurants uh, released their, their sales statistics over that same period, and they were doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, Papa John, maybe people just don't like racists. Well, I guess you know that now because you got, like, kicked out of your own, your own organization. Yeah, so he, at that at that time, when he was saying the NFL stuff, they were like, okay, this is a little bit nuts. Like, he's not going to be the CEO anymore, but he's still going to be the owner. He's still going to be on the board of directors. Right. But... Now it's revealed that this happened in, like, May, right? And they knew about it. They knew that he went on this conference call. The PR firm that was working with him was like, we can't work with this guy because he's a racist monster. Like, you hired us to give you good PR and be like, hey, everyone thinks we're racist, but, you know, we we totally – this is just a PR kerfuffle that we need to ease over. They hired a PR firm. The first thing he does is get on the phone with the PR firm and be like – you think I'm racist? I'll show you racist. Yeah. Like, you thought I was racist before. Now I'm just going to start dropping N-bombs and talking about lynchings. Right. Like, that's how racist I am. And they're like, we can't work with you. We, we have to resign. Yeah. This happened in May, and it just came out this week. And then they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he doesn't speak for us, and also he's fired. <laughs> it's like, you guys knew about this for months, well, and sure. you waited until – it went it went public to act well, and that's the thing it's got to have been a really hard uh decision for them right because papa john himself <laughs> is such an engaging and charismatic public figurehead i mean <laughs> right. everybody loves seeing this guy's fucking mug show up on their tv screen <laughs> right right so like well that's the thing is like they really screwed themselves by well, I mean, I guess he really screwed over his company by tying his company to him so specifically. It's his name. Yeah. It's his face. And they're kind of stuck with it now. Like, w- what are they going to do at this point to be like, well, we have nothing to do with that racist or whatever, except the name. Uh, he gets all the money. Yeah. Uh, and his face is all over the freaking pizza boxes or whatever. Well, man, it, but other than that, you know, we have nothing to do with this racist guy. <laughs> Good I, luck with that. I think the best thing that came out of this entire conversation was a little Slack exchange we had where Papa John's example of who else was <laughs> racist was Colonel Sanders. And we speculated that maybe Papa John 
himself doesn't know any historical figures except for other fast food like icons. Um, no, it, he that's the only thing he understands is right. you know other other fast yeah. foods. Yeah, yeah. He's so like, was... I support democracy. You know, I'm not like the Burger King. You know, he's out there ruling the burger world. You know, with you know, like he's right. a royal decree or yeah, whatever. No, he's I, better than us. I, you know, I'm just one of the people. I always have supported McDonald Land because it's obviously an elected democracy. Look at Mayor McCheese, and uh, you know Sheriff Big Cheese is out there. You know, enforcing. That sounds like nepotism, right there. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, probably so. <laughs> you know, uh, this this is the worst witch hunt that's happened uh, in <laughs> history since Little Caesar got assassinated on the Roman Senate. <laughs> there is some weird. There's some weird. Uh, some weird pizzas out there, man. Uh, I, I feel like the Noid. Remember the Noid? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Noid yeah, is now. Should... A, I think he's he's kind of an icon on the left at this point. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Do you remember why they got why they got rid of the Noid? This is one of my favorites. One of my most favoriteest pizza stories. Go for it. So the Noid was this uh, this Domino's character where he would like he was like the hamburger. Yeah, it was a hamburger. Or yeah, totally. He would like steal your your pizzas or whatever. No, he, uh, and he's called he, annoyed because he, he like annoyed you he, or something. He would delay your delivery driver because that was when Domino's had the promise that uh, if they oh, didn't get there within thirty minutes, then the pizza was free. Whew. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to play that. I want to play that that clip from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. Oh, the thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Good. Go ahead. I think they eventually got rid of the thirty minutes because their drivers were like speeding and getting into like deadly. Oh car yeah, accidents. there were there were uh, <laughs> the, like millions of dollars in settlements because uh, Domino's delivery drivers were like running down kids in the street trying to get their pizzas <laughs> there on time. Uh, no, it's well, like snow you know, crash, man. It's like the pizza deliverator does not oh, give totally. a fuck. Totally Con- continuing that trend. So the they had to retire the Noid when. One of their customers who, I, you know, I believe was found to later have some mental issues, uh, like took a Domino's, a local Domino's hostage and like demanded that like he be able to like hunt and kill the Noi right. or whatever. Uh, and they were like, OK, we got we to <laughs> shut this whole thing down. Uh, but yeah, man, the Noid used to be huge. He had like Sega Genesis games and everything. Sure. Uh they were all in on it, and it really, it really backfired yeah. on them there in a big way. Yeah, what we need to do is get uh, Papa John. It's right up there in. with the Papa John's, yeah. you know, implosion I mean, as bad as bad pizza PR yeah, totally. scandal. Papa John is going to try to rehabilitate his his image by getting into wildlife con- conservation and talk about protecting animals like Chester Cheetah and the Trix Rabbit from like poachers. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe he just needs to start like his like now that he can't be in charge of Papa John's anymore and and who knows what they do with it. I I think they really should just they got to do it like a full rebrand or just just shut the whole thing down. You know, maybe maybe it's time to get out. I don't know. You don't but you don't think they'll go with like a Chef Boyardee model where they just turn him into a cartoon character who doesn't have anything to do with the actual (laughs) person. Well, they did the same thing with Colonel Sanders, right? I mean, now, like. Everybody gets to play Colonel right. Sanders for exactly one commercial or something. I mean, and you know what? Like, Papa John's has a point, right? Like, yeah, you know what? Thanks for calling this out, Papa John. Like, KFC is racist, and you know I don't want to eat there either. Right? Like, yeah, they should get rid of that <laughs> yeah, racist trash. Like, Papa John's is, is not wrong. You know that, that that shit's racist too, and like nobody's talking about it. But that shit is racist too. Yeah. And KFC should totally get rid of that racist dude dressed in like his freaking Southern Plantation outfit from their from their stuff too. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. But right. I think his Papa John's next play is like PizzaGate Pizza, right? Like <laughs> he needs to just go full in and be like, "We're the we're the only pizza that you know stands uh, against child molestation." Right. <laughs> uh, we're we're the official pizza of the all. Right. Oh my god! It's he gonna, just needs to to do. It's it. going to be like that Mr. Show sketch with the <laughs> with the grocery store that keeps accusing the other grocery store of horrible things. Shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's play that while we take a break, and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll come back and. Uh, <laughs> god, 
<laughs> I mean, this has been a pretty high note, but we can we can bring it out higher. I bet. Oh, there's even more corporate malfeasance on the horizon. Is my <laughs> high note? I think you might be able to guess what it's going to be. All right, cool. Yeah, let's do it. This week at Fairsley Foods, Circle O's cereal is only three forty nine a box. And at Fairsley, you can shop comfortably, knowing your children will not be abducted, then shipped off to a Pakistani whorehouse, where they'll spend the rest of their lives in homoerotic servitude. Come in with your kids, leave with your kids. That's the Fairsley difference. I love children. I assure you, as a, as a grandfather of five, that no child has ever, ever been taken from a Gibbons market. Ever. But... To ease your mind, uh, I've installed a, 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 an extremely expensive, very expensive, state-of-the-art security system in all of our markets. Hi, new policy today? Each child is fitted with a tracking collar. It uses radio waves. Come to Gibbons Markets. Squash is on sale. Gibbons, now with three exclusive locations. So before we get to the high notes, I, I can't, I, I can't get off Papa John. I, I he's, he's so compelling. Uh, we can't stop getting off to Papa John. So, you know, I, I was saying Papa John, he, he's got it. Well, they got to change their name. They got to get rid of the names. No one wants to be associated with this anymore. Right. Uh, unfortunately, some people may not have a choice. Uh, <laughs> the university of Louisville in Louisville, Kentucky Home of the Louisville Cardinals football team. Love them. Love the cards. Go cards. Uh, Papa John's Cardinal Stadium uh, oh, no. is the name. <laughs> and you think like, well, you know, maybe if Papa John's, uh, you know, decides like we don't want to chill out for that anymore. We, yeah, we can sure. Just... Do a corporate rebrand or whatever. Right. Let's just get our name off of there. Or, or you know, if the school is like, yeah, we don't want to be associated with your racist pizza anymore. Like, sorry, bye. Uh, Papa John's, the pizza company, actually does not own the naming rights. The the naming rights are owned exclusively by Johnny Johnny Schatz <laughs> no, himself. By, by the actual Papa John. <laughs> uh, naming the stadium not after the pizza company he owns, but just after himself as the eponymous Papa John. Yeah, sure. He's He's got the... Uh... Oh, he's one of those people who what is like Prince or Cher or something like he trademarked his own name <laughs> as Papa John. Yeah. So look Yikes. forward to them like changing their name to like Pizzagate Stadium or whatever. <laughs> uh, like ne- Negro Field or something, you know, just, <laughs> just who knows whatever Papa John wants to do, you know, he can he can do uh, he just he can name it whatever he wants to name it. I would like to see him have a total meltdown over this. Oh, just, I, I think we're you know, seeing it. It is it is just happening. Go, <laughs> go totally scorched earth on this and be like, "Yo, I got fired for being racist. I will show you racist." Right? He's one of those. He's one of those uh, Republicans who's like, "Oh, you call me a Nazi, huh? Maybe I'll just be a Nazi. All that'll show you. I maybe I am racist. Uh huh. Can't call me racist now. Oh, yeah. Wait. Boom in your face. Take that." <laughs> becoming a nazi to own the libs very popular very popular yeah. nowadays you think he's ever gonna have to sell that gigantic house he lives in probably not no. Right? oh hell no he's still got the money i mean yeah he, they can't stop him from owning all the freaking stock although the stock is tanking <laughs> obviously <laughs> right and yeah. they, they can't fact, they're not gonna revoke the billions and billions of dollars that he's made over the life of the of the pizza franchise i mean right that's that's still there they're not taking it away yeah is it I, I was driving to the grocery store earlier and actually caught a couple of minutes of uh, Marketplace on NPR, and Kai Rizdal was reporting on how Papa Murphy's pizza stock is up like 18 cents today. And he's like, yeah, there's a Papa Murphy's also. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. They were just reporting on, you know, other pizza places are, they're they're pretty happy about this development. Yeah, Papa Murphy's is, is one of those weird pizza places. You ever do that, Papa Murphy's? It's like... Uh... You have to cook it yourself. Yeah, it's, like a, it's uncooked. Yeah, sure. They they make it there at the store, and then you take it home. Sure. Yeah, and it's it's like cheaper too, and the pizzas are like gigantic. You get huge, huge pizzas, and they're pretty good yeah, too pretty if you good. if you cook them right. Uh-huh. It's tough though because yeah, sure. You, you most people don't have 
the, it's like a fucking convection like wood fired oven right or it's kind of you kind of <laughs> gotta like you know put it on the you know put it on high or whatever and then put it on that bottom row get that crisp going but right right it's a tricky science the pizza science <laughs> that's why papa john he made those millions you know he's a pizza scientist out there he's <laughs> he's really innovating you know he, he earned every dollar yeah, we're going to play a little clip here of Papa John interacting with his son, and you can see what geniuses those family <laughs> God, that, that is family one of the greatest. Is. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So, man, so for my high note, we have to just keep this streak alive of talking about uh, ridiculous corporate backfires. Please, and yeah. I, and I want to talk... A we little... are supposed to be kind of a lefty show, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should, be, we should be constantly dunking on corporations, at least. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about being about being an anti-corporatist leftist is, you know, a lot of times you don't even have to dunk on the corporations, because they just do it to themselves, and you just have to stand back and just, just applaud and be like... Thank yeah, we just, we just observe the thing. We just assume everybody else has seen it by now. Yeah. So, did you follow uh, Build-A-Bear... Did you follow the Build-A-Bear today? No, what's up with Build-A-Bear? Oh, man. Wait, no. Don't take Build-A-Bear away well, from us. Well, hold on. Just just, just <laughs> wait. So Build-A-Bear Build was doing a, a, a promotion. They've been building up to it a long time. It's a great promotion called Pay Your Age. Okay. Whatever your age is, is, is the amount that you pay for a Build-A-Bear. Which is normally okay. like thirty bucks ish. Yeah, yeah, sure. So if you're two, you you pay two dollars. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, most of the people you would expect actually interested in the product that Build a Bear sells are what, like, under ten bucks or something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you have little kids who are the prime audience for Build a Bear, yeah, you're getting a bear that's normally thirty dollars or whatever for right. you know under under ten they're pretty nice bears man you you watch them get stuffed there in the in the place and right. you get to outfit them with all sorts of different kit that they've got oh for sure and like you know the way that build a bear works and it's actually kind of funny like when it first started it was like you get a plain bear for like 25 bucks or whatever but then where they really make the money is like don't you want your bear to have like a sick outfit and like a hat yeah and like roller skates and then you're like how yeah, did i just little, spend 80 dollars on a freaking sure. bear or whatever <laughs> uh, but like now they've kind of morphed into like you can go in and get a pikachu and stuff like that and like a my little oh. pony and you're like you know i i'm good with the pikachu like i don't my pikachu doesn't need to have roller skates like I, it's yeah it's pikachu it's it's fine they're by just, itself they're just slowly turning into one of those carnival stands with like the giant inflated <laughs> uh like puff the magic dragon right. and like squirtle or whatever but so they announced this offer, pay pay your age, and what what do you think happened today? Uh, I I imagine it would have been something like that all you can eat buffet in China where they didn't <laughs> set like a plate limit and went out of business in like a month. One thousand percent. So they <laughs> literally in like the early afternoon were like. The promotion is canceled. <laughs> All stores are closed. Please disperse. Oh, God. <laughs> this statement that they released is absolutely one of the most insane things that I have ever read. Just desperate sounding. From a corporation. No, I hear we, we, we have to. I have to pull this up here. Yeah. So let's pull up Build-A-Bear. Urgent alert. <laughs> per local authorities, we cannot accept additional guests at our locations due to safety concerns. We oh have closed all stores. What they, they, they ended up with their uh like they're in violation of fire code or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen, and it is it is pretty ridiculous that it seems like they were really taken off guard by like wow a lot of people actually showed up like i don't know what they thought would happen like this is a ridiculous deal where you could get something that would normally cost like 30 dollars for like a dollar yeah sure and 
they were like, oh, I guess boy, we didn't realize that like so many people would show up. Um, but yeah, but they literally. Yeah, it were turns like, out we could sell a lot more if we lowered our prices, but not like this. But yeah, I think a lot of locations like started calling the cops because there's like lines around the freaking block in like the mall, like. Stephanie, my wife, tried to take the kids there to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll go, like, wait in line or whatever. Like, it'll, it'll be fun. You know, it'll be like Black Friday or whatever. And yeah. she got to the mall and was like, wow, there is a lot of people in this mall today. Uh, was trying to park and some other lady was was leaving and, like, walked by her and was just like, don't, don't go inside. <laughs> like, you need to, like in a, you like need a to horror leave. movie, like the, the Harbinger character who's <laughs> right. standing by the side of the road is like, I don't think you want to head up to that old cabin. Nothing I, ever good comes out of that. I barely escaped with my life. Please <laughs> don't go in there. But yeah, she was like, oh my God, the line like goes around the thing and then it goes up the stairs and then it goes out the door and then it goes oh around my the God. block. And it's like, there's like two registers in like the 50 f- f- square foot, like Build-A-Bear in the mall or whatever. <laughs> and if you've ever been to Build-A-Bear, you're not just picking a bear off the shelf and being like, here's 10 bucks. I got to bounce. You got to go through the whole process where you're building the bear. It, yeah, sure. And, it, and you're like a two-year-old and you're like, oh, I don't know what color I want. Ah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at a million different things. It's it like takes if anyone's forever. ever taken it. If anyone's ever taken a two-year-old to go get ice cream or something, right. and there are, you know, 31 flavors laid out, like, that's a fucking 45-minute <laughs> process, just getting them to pick one flavor. Oh, yeah. There is, so, there's, like, ridiculous stories of people who are like, I got here at, like, 8 in the morning, and I was, like, the 40th person in line, and I was like, oh, that's not so bad, I'll wait for a little bit or whatever, <laughs> and I've been here for five hours, you know, and I still, <laughs> you know, ha- are, am not anywhere close to getting in the store or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems like um, some real poor planning all, all around. <laughs> that oh, one. that's so good. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan, for, I mean, we've been talking about corporate fuck-ups corporations being fuck-ups all night and this is just it's an excellent high note to go out on i love it yeah so you know if you wanted to build a bear now's the time because you don't even have to have gone to the crazy event you could just like go to build a bear like three weeks from now and be like hey whatever happened with i was supposed to get a bear you guys shut down or whatever and they'll just be like here you go here's a coupon or whatever like it's the perfect time to, to go. Well, I mean, alternatively, just wait for them to go out of business in the next couple of days and then go break the window <laughs> and go in and build build as many fucking bears as you want. There's no one to stop you now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's excellent. Well, if any of our listeners want to build their own bear and send them to us on Twitter, we'll uh, we'll block you. But send them to us at liquid underscore flannel. Yeah, no, please tweet at us. Uh, we'll tweet at you rudely uh, and tell you that you're an, a rude ass hat, and then you can <laughs> you can try to get us fired. So it'll be fun. Yes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, please do. Actually, I I would love it if I got some internet hate mob who tried to get me fired. Uh, that would be that would be a delightful little yeah. hobby. That's for your a few days. that's your plan, right? That's the that's the plan. You know, step one is like get. Get that I got uh, fired money, you know. Yeah. that's good money out there. I think that only I think <laughs> that only really works for conservatives. Oh. I think you get that that wingnut welfare, you know. But you know, George Soros, uh, despite what everybody says, is not as forthcoming with those checks as you think he might be. Yeah, I've been waiting on some for a while. I, I think yeah, might be might be waiting on that one for for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what's really ironic is we actually do get a check from Soros and we spend it on promoting our show and still nobody listens to it. <laughs> yeah, I was promised, I, you know, I was promised that the Soros millions would, would be rolling in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Been waiting in this Soros line for five hours and I got nothing to show for it. Well, if George Soros needs to reach out to us personally, I think we're both on social media. I'm on twitter and on instagram at matt the great with a w brendan i'm on the twitters at brendan williams with one l um and you can catch me tweeting at people in omaha who think that uh racist signs that say please report all illegal immigrants 
uh, are maybe not racist. You know, maybe just yeah. give them. You got to give them the benefit of the doubt out there. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> Twitter.com. It's a it's a fun website. So yeah, catch us there, and we'll catch you next week. Mario. Mario. Yeah, Mario with Connor Golden and uh, Nick Blessman. Yeah. So yeah, get ready to uh, watch some Mario Brothers because it's going down. I'm excited. 